Morning everybody, my name is George Kiriakou, I'm a National Account Manager at Caterer.com. I'm here today with Oli to talk about the candidate journey, uh, both pre and post Corona. Oli, feel free to introduce yourself. Dear George. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Oli Cavaliero, I'm Head of Employer Brand at Honest Burgers. Brilliant. So Oli, I know you guys are extremely proactive in your recruitment approach as a whole. Um, so tell me a little bit how, about how you've seen the candidate journey evolve over the last few years. Yeah, I think um, I think we've we've tried our hardest to to make the candidate journey a me memorable one, um, whether you are successful or are unsuccessful. Um, certainly, in the last few years, I mean, I've seen um, recruitment adapt, and you've had to kind of flex your style of recruitment to to kind of run with the times. Ultimately, you know, we've seen um, recently, you know, tech come into the candidate journey um, so forcefully, um, where maybe five years ago it was um, the same recruitment journey or the interview journey, whatever business you went you went to. Um, when I uh, kind of went um, internally, uh, I joined I joined Five Guys initially, and and that was pretty much when uh, when Five Guys was was launching in the UK. And we were kind of opening a restaurant every single week, and you know we found ourselves. Well, I found myself. You know, one day I'd be in London, the next I'd be in Leeds, the next Scotland. So you're literally constantly on the road. And we were just doing assessment centre after assessment centre, and it was pure, you know, it was pure high volume recruitment um, because that was the aim. You know, we were literally opening restaurant after restaurant, and you know you didn't have time to um, to spend on you know, long interview journeys, they were fast, they were sharp, and, um, you know, we had to be equipped to be able to hire enough staff to run the restaurants. So, and that gave me a really, really good insight, actually, to um, the need of the candidate, you know, to um, be spoken to by a recruiter um, a day or so after they've applied for a role and be invited to an interview, make sure that that interview or assessment centre is engaging and formative um, and, and kind of transparent to the company that you're going to be working for. Um, and then uh, following Five Guys, I, I joined Honest Burgers where I am now. And I've been at Honest for about, about four years. And, and I think Phil, um, our co-founder, he, he really was probably the, the person behind pushing me to, to think outside of the box and um, look at a different way to, to interview and what, you know, what kind of candidate journey could we implement that um, no other candidate has been on before. Um, so, so certainly, again, making sure that we were, initially it was, again, you know, informative, transparent, um, make sure they met the owners during the recruitment journey and make sure it's, you know, 50-50. Making sure that the, that the candidates finding everything about the the business, um, as well as us finding out about them. But we uh, um, developed an escape room. Um, initially, we actually formed our own escape room using one of our one of our restaurants when it was closed in the morning. We would literally um, block it down, and there was loads of different tasks that a group of six to eight people had to come. Um, and do and complete, and we would be uh, watching them and assessing their behaviours. 
Um, and that was as the, as the first part of the interview, so stage one of the interview process. And it was amazing. Um, if you haven't done an escape room before, it's like a breakout room where you're locked in a room and then you need to get out in you know, 45 minutes or an hour. Um, and it was, it was great because it was, it was Onisberger's themes. Um, we got to see them in a, in a place where they were interacting with each other and we would have our five behaviors or, or values um, as well that we would um, assess them on. And then after the, uh, the escape room, we would, would interview them and it would be purely reflected on their performance during the last hour. Um, from there, we, uh, because, because that worked, you know, we saw um, an increase in, in management retention um, and we decided to, to partner with um, um, an escape room company in, in East London and uh, aim escape if you haven't gone there you should they're, they're brilliant and they've got three uh, three breakout rooms three escape rooms sorry and uh, one of them is is a restaurant themed escape room so we partnered brilliant. with aim escape and it was exactly the same concept but we would invite candidates we would do the telephone screen invite candidates to um aim escape um we would meet them as a group they wouldn't know what they were doing. They've been told they'd, you know, been invited to um, an assessment uh, day, and and then that's when we would deliver the message that you know we're going to go into an escape room. To those that really didn't want to go in, it was it was fine, and um, and then we were able to watch kind of on the CCTV Big Brother style, and again we would be able to assess purely on the behaviours that we were that we were looking for. To work at Honest Burgers, um, and and it was an amazing candidate journey and and a great experience. You know the feedback that we had from every single one of the candidates um, following the interview. You know they gave us 100% on a on a candidate experience, um, and what that I was able to do was really kind of set the tone of um, you know expectations of a candidate journey. Um, and as a recruiter, you, I think it's, it's your responsibility that you're taking a candidate through an amazing journey. And that's what we did. But there's no point doing that if, if it just stops at the, uh, at the final stage interview or if it stops once you've offered them a job. You know, you, you've then kind of set the, set the bar to, to go into the first day at work and the first week at work. So we had to kind of re-look really at everything ultimately. But, um, but ultimately, you know, um, the candidate journey now, we were able to do that because our restaurant's predominantly London. So we're able to meet, um, meet every single candidate um, and put them through the escape room. But ultimately, you know, we needed to adapt that to where we are now with the world of technology, um, as well as, uh, you know, Gen Z coming into the workforce um, forcefully as well. So if you look at the uh, you know, artificial intelligence that's being used, gamification, psychometric assessments um, within the candidate journey, that's becoming more and more um, used ultimately. So I think from a, from a candidate's perspective, you know, those companies who um, are using tech more, they will go into more of a um, psychometric assessments, which is ultimately getting actual data for 
uh, the recruitment team for them to put, to put through the next stage or to offer to offer a job. And so I, I guess how we see uh, tech being being used is it is giving us actual um, actual data. Uh, it helps us reduce the bias within the in, uh, the interview process. Um, and and you know will increase uh, diversity within the workforce and ultimately you know um, will reduce spend per spend per hire as well. So um, that's what's been being used more more and more, as well as looking at different talent talent pools. Sure. You know um, I think there's you know you guys are one you know caterer.com other online um, job boards. We're now using, uh, sorry, we're now seeing um, apps coming into play, and 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 then the the, the talent pools. So partnering with different uh, charities and organisations who, for example, will help um, you know homeless people get back into the work workplace. Um, um, people who are going through the criminal justice system to get back into the workplace. And and we've been able to do that as well. I um, uh, sorry, I'm kind of rambling now, but um, so we have partnered with with Working Chance probably well, when I joined Honest Burgers and Working Chance. They they support ladies with convictions to get back into um, the workplace, and you know we we partnered with them. Purely from a, I was at a um, a careers fair. I met a lady called um, Emma George, who actually works for Honest Burgers now. Um, but she was working for Working Chance at the time, and she introduced, you know, what Working Chance do. And a week later, I went down to a a prison in in Surrey to to meet some of the ladies that um, they were working with, who were were in jail at the time. But have a release date and and are looking to to get into hospitality, or they might be looking to get into accounting or or retail or whatever it may be. So it was almost like a volunteer day, and we went and we interviewed load of load of ladies. Um, got to understand about them, you know, their motivations, what they're looking for, and and it was an incredible experience. Actually, one of my most memorable experience probably because. It actually opened my eyes, um, probably at that moment, to thinking, "Wow, you know, these are amazing people who, you know, have potentially making made made a, a bad decision in life or um, been taken down the wrong path in life, and and actually they just need a second chance." And and I was there to potentially give them that opportunity, or or we as a company, sorry, were were there to to give them that opportunity, and. So, um, and it was an amazing day. And from that, I went down like a second time. And then, you know, I met um, one person that then got released and and started working for us. And and we we've had a close relationship with Working Chance now. And we've got um, four ladies at Honest Burgers in in leadership positions who have come through Working Chance. And of course, you know, you need to adapt. Um, the interview process slightly at the same time. What you don't want to do is hire them just to say that you're doing a great thing because it's, it's unfair on that, on that individual. Um, so you need to make sure they go through a thorough interview journey. 
um, the same as any other candidate. So treating them absolutely the same. But what you're able to do is 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 be a bit more flexible with them. So you know that might be meet them outside one of the restaurants because they might not want to come to the restaurant and you know they might just be a little bit nervous. Or that might be you know just giving them a bit more advice on what to do during during the trial shift. Um, and then that goes all the way through to day one and um, you know how many hours they should be doing initially. So you're just giving them that little bit extra support and flexing your support to to set them up to to succeed. Um, we also partnered with with Crisis, um, a homeless organisation, who again a, a great organisation who do amazing things, and um, and again introduced us to some some people who um, we may have not met otherwise. So so yeah, I certainly think talent pools. Um, are coming are coming more more to light um, to be able to use and and more people are are using them sure. and then you know that's um, and that kind of gives you a, a balance I think from from using um, you know tech in the um, candidate journey but also having that human approach as well because I I do I do think you know we can use tech as um, as much as we as we want, and artificial um, artificial intelligence, but I don't think that intelligence takes away the empathy that a a human can give. So so that's why I think the role of a recruiter is safe because we will um, we have that empathy. But what it might mean is that we are going to be coming into the recruitment process or the interview journey at a different stage. So the intelligence, the artificial intelligence potentially might be at the um, right at the beginning or it might be used right at the ends but uh, the recruiter will come in at a different stage and ultimately it's the same journey um, but it also gives you a much faster journey which um, is one of the needs for uh, Gen Z uh, you know the next generation coming to the workforce uh, you know if we all know that Gen Z are um, you know, well, they potentially will join a company purely based on the tech that they're using. They might join a, co a company purely on um, the uh, the opportunities to uh, progress in a matter of weeks or months because you know they're ambitious. They want to they want to learn and they want to move up the ladder as fast as possible. Um, you know, they're quite entrepreneur um, entrepreneurial and they have that spirit in them which. They want to potentially work as well as do um, an online um, business as well, and on the uh, on the on the sides, and and then they have a need in the in the candidate journey for for an employer to be transparent. Um, they want to know the, the ethics behind the business. They want to feel like they're doing a great thing for the world. Um, and they kind of want to take over the world as well, you know. That's the that's the ambition that they've got, which, which is which is amazing, um, because it adds so much value to the to the workforce. But you've got to be able to embrace it, and and I think for employers and and recruiters, you've got to be able to embrace that in the candidate journey all the way through to how can you fit that in in into your workforce. Um, and I don't think that's taking away the fact that there's 
a need for um, millennials and um, people who potentially might want to be making a career change. We've got to know and I think we've got to understand that um, we can't move everything towards Gen Z because there is a need for, for, for other generations and we need to adapt with them as well and introduce um, other generations to the, the world of tech um, because they may have not used it before. So um, there's ways to introduce tech to um, everybody and for it to be used through the candidate journey, certainly. Amazing. And, and just, just briefly, how do you find that, you know, this candidate experience that you've outlined, you've identified and outlined has affected things like your staff retention and brand image? Sorry, say, say that again. It just cracked up. So, you know, uh, so, oh, sorry. Um, so how do you find that this candidate experience that you've outlined, like the escape room, for example, has kind of affected your retention and your brand image amongst the recruitment market? Well, I think, you know, the escape room from a brand image, I mean, we, uh, we won an award for that, the uh, Cater of People Awards, which is great because, you know, you put in so much hard work and um, it's nice to be rewarded for it. Um, and to be recognised that it was a a great thing, but um, and then you know obviously you know that it it, um, it gets seen within the, within the industry, and I think you know a few people have have started trying to do the same thing, which which is great, and I hope it uh, I hope it helps them as well, um, and it certainly helped staff retention, but only you know only a small bit because you as I kind of said earlier, you can have an amazing candidate experience and you can use um, whatever tech or whatever human approach that you want um, but there's no point doing that if your general manager isn't there to meet that that waiter on day one or they don't get their training plan or um, you know they're working 70 hours in the first week or they shouldn't be working 70 hours at all but you know there's no point going through all of that and then to find out that actually that's not the company I signed up to um, the reality is completely um, the opposite of that so having a great candidate journey just raises the raises the bar and the expectation of the candidate so then it's up to um, the rest um, of the of the journey um, to to live up to it as well so you know, making sure that day one is is perfect all the way through um, the um, the employee life cycle. Sure, yeah. So, have you got any advice before we move on? Have you got any advice for you know candidates that might be out of work at the moment? You know, what what they can be doing to kind of secure a career in hospitality, and you know, some any advice you can give, really? Yeah, and I think this is all just personal advice because we are kind of in a bit of the unknown at the moment and I think it's great that we're all trying to um, prepare ourselves but I think if I was a candidate and I was looking for um, a new position in a, in a restaurant company there's there's so many ways that you can stay engaged with um, with recruiters and and with the company you know use your online channels um, Instagram to start exploring you know, what's um, what companies there are, what companies there are out there, and and you can have a look at their, their their culture through their Instagram. You can look at obviously Glassdoor and Indeed, the review pages. So you can read up um, on different employers, and I'd also you know use LinkedIn to 
to start connecting with um, their people team, so their recruitment team, to just to start having conversations because you know there's you know not many people are are recruiting now um, because obviously there's a lot of restaurants closed. Um, but what that enables you to do is just to stay engaged with um, the job market. So you know when um, life starts to go back to normal and people are starting to recruit. Um, you, you, you've already put feelers out and you've already built relationships. And I'd really encourage you to do that because um, it will keep your mind ticking um, and it will, it will really give you a, bit, a better idea of the company that you're potentially going to be interviewing for or potentially working for. But also what I think is, um, and it's certainly something I've been doing, is, is just learning as much as you can about something that's, that's interesting you. You know, if you, you know, hospitality is such an amazing career, and there's if you're in management or you're looking to get into management, you know, accountancy skills, they're gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna come into play because if you're running a business, so what about just trying to do a, um, you know, a, a small accountancy course which will be free on YouTube or any other online channels. Um, you know, there's um, different learning channels again. Just I would just type it into Google on um, you know pe leadership skills and, and management skills. So I would just use the time to to keep on developing yourself um, and learning new new skills that you might not have had before. You might not have thought were were actually out there, um, and then just stay in touch with people from the industry and. Um, and then when life goes back to normal, you'll be in a better you'll be in a better place position um, in the in the job market and the job search. Amazing, and we certainly have time to you know train and develop ourselves and that kind of thing now. So it's certainly the time to start upskilling, isn't it? And what about you yourself, Ollie? Obviously, I've, I've seen quite a lot that you've been busy with your hire. Um, so it'd be great to hear a little bit about that and what you guys have been up to. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, Caterer. Um, sponsored our events so um yeah with, with hire hires a a place for hospitality recruiters to get together share ideas share positive uh, stories about what's going on be introduced to innovation in the candidate journey so we actually had an event um planned for march which unfortunately had to be postponed um, but what we wanted to do was make sure people were still coming together um, and and be engaged with, with with each other as well. And obviously, we're able to do that virtually. So we've just launched um, higher higher side chats, where we are taking um, people for one to one conversations, a bit like what we're doing today. Um, people from the industry or friends of the industry who have a great story to tell, and they've made. Have, you know, might be in recruitment, might be in training, um, might be a you know in, in in wellness or a supplier to the industry, and and ultimately just having a good personal conversation with them, understanding their purpose, their why, what they've learned along their 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 journey, um, and it's and it's great because you get to know the person behind behind that 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 LinkedIn photo or the person behind an email, the person behind the, the company. You really get a better understanding of you know, who they are. And hopefully, by doing that, we're able to, um, 
put some people in the limelight and to to celebrate you know the success that that person's had or the great things that that person's company does for for our industry because you know when uh, when life was normal um everyone's running around at a million miles an hour you kind of don't get time to stop and think and and sometimes you don't get time to connect um with people um or speak to people that you may have not spoken to before or get an understanding of what they do and why do they run that business or why do that do they do that on a day-to-day um so it gives us an opportunity to to reflect and to to find out about people's purpose and their why and some of the great things that they're doing to help the industry. Oh, that's amazing. Well, uh, keep busy. Um, that is all we've got time for, unfortunately. But Ollie, thank you so Perfect. much for your insights. You know, amazing as always. Always a, a thought leader in this industry. So uh, <sighs> yeah, keep an eye out for more Catering.com catch ups. And for now, that's all from Definitely. us. Thanks so much Thanks for the invite as well. It's a pleasure. Catch up soon. Cheers, buddy. All the best. Bye.